Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Good morning and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett, the CEO and founder over at Wildman Web Solutions. We're a digital marketing agency in Lawrence, Kansas, and we do this show every week, Wednesdays at 11, live streaming to our Facebook channel and YouTube, or Facebook page and YouTube channel uh, to answer any and all questions you put to us. So if you have any questions about technology, uh, marketing, advertising, websites, apps, design, anything else you want to ask us about, go ahead and put those questions in the comments below. Or if you're catching this later, uh, you can email your questions to askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll get to you next week. I do have that email address scrolling below me here in that crawler, so you can grab that. Alrighty, need to find a faster way to do this, but we're going to bring in my partner, Mike Hanna. Good there morning, Miles. <laughs> Good morning. We're getting Happy better. Happy New Year, that. sir. Happy New Year. First show of 2021. Congratulations, right. everyone. We made it. We made it through That's 2020. Right. We're back, baby. <laughs> Appreciate you guys giving us a week last week. We had to work on our on on internal stuff and getting the 2020 all closed out and buttoned up and ready to get started here in 2021. But we are ready to go now and up to full speed for the new year. Anyway, we are here uh, to answer your questions. This is an open Q&A, so please jump in. Um, if you have any experience in something that we're talking about, uh, you want us to take a deeper dive into something we're talking about, or if you just have some general questions about digital marketing, um, then throw those questions in the comments below. We'll get to them ASAP. Um, or if you're catching this not live, email us at askwildman at ymyweb.com. Uh, but I think we're going to start this show with uh, sort of a recap of last uh, our last show. Last show, we were kind of closing down the year, looking forward to the new year, uh, making some projections and everything. So we're just going to talk about some more um, applicable advice, some things that we think that small businesses in particular, but really all businesses need to be looking at in the digital space for 2021, uh, coming to technology and marketing and the intersection of the two. Um, so if you have any thoughts or anything about you know where your business is going in 2021, if you're going to start using some new tech, uh, you've got some new ideas or something, again, go ahead and throw those in the comments and we'll discuss those as well. But I think we've got a couple of trends as well, or we've got a couple of trends to start off with. I see our comments are coming in already. Happy New Year, Jeff. Good to see you. Happy New Year, Jeff. Hope you're popping bottles over there. <laughs> okay, so let's start over on the marketing side of the house. Mike, I think that's your space. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right, Miles. <laughs> I guess you're right. Yeah, well, let's let's kick it off and have some fun. Um, so I was just kind of taking a taking a peruse through the trades here this morning, uh, seeing if there was some some interesting things to talk about. But there is a whole lot of things, of course, that have been going on uh, in the last two weeks since we've uh, been, been away, but not, not as much as usual, of course, with the holidays and everything, but, um, yeah, we, we could kind of maybe start at 30,000 feet and then work our way down. Uh, but you know, I, I think, uh, 
first things first, kind of, you know, just picking up where we left off last year or last, last show last year is that, uh, you know, we're in a huge upheaval right now. And 2021 is of course not going to be any different. I think some people had it in their mind that as soon as the calendar switched over to 2021, that everything was going to be uh, a little bit more quote back to normal, but, uh, is I don't that think how that, it works. I don't oh, think oh, that's oh. how it works miles. Uh, and I think, you know, we're still in this, huge transition period uh, economically for for the foreseeable future. I mean, really, this is, like I think we mentioned last time on, on the show, this is, to me, this is the new industrial revolution. I mean, this this is as big as that uh, in terms of what how America is going to be transformed uh, over the next, you know, five, ten years or so, and what we've seen over the last five or ten years, you know. Uh, it's, it's just an incredible transformation. It's just going to keep happening. It's just going to keep getting... Uh, bigger and bigger and bigger. And so my point in saying that is, you know, if you don't have the fundamentals of, of what's happening right now down pat, well, now's the time to take the time in order to teach yourself, you know, what you need to know, uh, because this change is not going to stop. It's just going to keep getting more rapid uh, and more things are going to keep coming down the pipe. I mean, who knows within the last, within the next five years or so, I, I think we'll have, you know, self-driving cars and major cities and things like that, you know, just huge disruptions uh, from, from what we're used to uh, in, our, in our current everyday lives and certainly the economy. So how does that affect us as small business owners? Well, in, in, a, in a many, 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 many different ways. Uh, but I just wanted to pick out three things to talk about today uh, because we could certainly sit here and, and talk about dozens and dozens of things uh, that we need to be paying attention to and and focusing on in order to change and be uh, evolving with the changes happening around us. Uh, but I don't want to, I don't want to overwhelm anybody. It is only the what third business day of the year. Uh, so I'm going to boil it down just to three points here. And I made it super simple miles. It's they all start with the letter a, so you can think about it as triple a, right? Our friends over there at triple a, when we break down on the side of the road, they come up, they fix us, they make get us on our merry way. Well, if your business is going to be broken down on the side of the road here in 2021, think about this AAA, and uh, hopefully that can that can uh, help you get back on the road, so to speak. So I'll take these one by one, and I'll pause, Miles, so if you want to add something uh, to each one. But uh, the first A that I have down here is attention, which shouldn't be a surprise to anybody who's been paying attention to the show. That is the currency of the time. That is the currency of the time, something we talk about a lot. Uh, so what do I mean about attention uh, and, what's, and what's new or different or changing about attention? Well, the thing that is not new and different is, and or changing about attention is that you need it, right? Uh, you know, as, as, we, as we say a lot, uh, the old cliche, there's only two reasons why people aren't doing business with you. They either know about you or they don't. Uh, and so, you know, it doesn't matter what you say if nobody's there to, to see it, read it, or listen to it, all right, if a tree falls in the forest. So... That's the first step in any business is you've got to get attention. So what's the name of the game in getting attention? Well, it's finding underpriced attention. And that is literally the, the key to success in marketing. There it is, folks. We, <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish it was longer than that. I, and I could sell you a 300-page book for $39.99 explaining it to you. But that's really all it is. It's you have to find the best attention you can get at the best price. Now, here's where the tricky part is, is that that's constantly changing and it's been changing more so over the last five or 10 years than it arguably ever has. 
uh, maybe, you know, at least since the invention of the, the radio and the television. So uh, moving into 2021, you know, a couple things that are on my mind as far as finding that underpriced attention uh, are new platforms. And where can we go and be ahead of the curve, be ahead of our competitors, be ahead of the Fortune 500 companies uh, to go find that underpriced attention? There's a lot of up and coming platforms right now. Uh, you know, I won't take the time to, to dive into all of them, but, you know, there's so many different places that you could go right now that you maybe haven't thought about in the previous five years. And so that that's part of the equation that I think everybody has to put into their plan is I want to stake out new territory. I want to go stake out a claim and and get a piece of this land and these land rushers that are happening on these new platforms. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and run and you know, try to do seven different platforms at once. That's not, that's not what I'm recommending, but I think it would be great idea if you take some time, take a little bit of money and you test things uh, on, on one, two, maybe even three platforms that you've never been on before in the course of this year. Uh, and the other thing, you know, is, is also going back through and doing a self audit and finding those places. We all have them in our business of the things that we've been doing to get clients to get attention, to get leads, to, you know, so on and so forth in the past that we haven't audited in a while. You know, those things that fall in the category of, well, we've always done those things in the, before, and so we're going to keep doing them in the future. That's one of the most dangerous mindsets that we could ever possibly have in a business, especially as a small business, because what we really need to be nimble, we really need to be able to move and to pivot, uh, you know, as, as things come about in a small business. It's one of the things that, that is really a key to survival a lot of times. So, you know, falling back on the way we've always done things or, you know, this is what's worked in the past uh, is the easiest way to, uh, to really uh, just end up in a hole that you can't dig yourself out of. You know, we, we've, we've given countless examples of this uh, before on, on the show. Uh, fans of the show know I, I, I love uh, business history. So, you know, we've talked about Kodak and all those miles. I'm, I won't go down a rabbit hole. Uh, today, maybe on a future show, but I've been doing a lot of research on Sears lately. And it's another fascinating story where, you know, 50 years ago, Sears was literally on top of the world. Their headquarters was the, the tallest building uh, in the world. And they were an unstoppable uh, economic business force. And, you know, as, as you probably were all aware of, I think it was two years ago, they filed chapter uh, 11 bankruptcy. And there are very, very few Sears stores left uh, in, in the world or, or in America. So uh, there's countless stories of this, of businesses that they got fat, they got happy, and then they got complacent. And they started doing the same things that they've always done because they didn't realize that the, the course in front of them was shifting. They weren't playing the same nine holes that they were before. It was a completely different back nine. And, and so going back to the attention. So attention is always shifting and it's shifting more rapidly now than it ever has before. Uh, and Facebook, we're going to talk about Facebook here uh, in a little bit. Once I get through these, these, these AAA, uh, we're going to talk about the, uh, the issues that are probably on the horizon uh, with, with Apple's changes and all that, because I know that that's been a, a big topic for marketers and advertisers and small business owners over the holiday break. But Facebook, for example, has been uh, just in the last three or four months going through an immense amount of change. So it's not only just, 
you know, change happening from platform to platform, but within the platforms themselves. And so, you know, if you tried LinkedIn advertising in the past or you tried a different platform in the past and it didn't work for you and, you know, you wrote that off, you may need to go back and you may need to reassess the, that uh, whole thing. Like I said, it, it's really a time to audit what you've been doing and audit how you've been getting attention and finding new ways and better ways and cheaper ways in order to get better attention in the future. So uh, just a quick story about Facebook and then we'll, we'll dive in a little bit later in the show. Uh, I, I would say maybe six months ago, you know, we really started seeing uh, prices rising, uh, a lot of issues happening on the back end of Facebook, accounts being banned, small businesses just, you know, having their entire accounts and their, and their pages shut down and permanently banned for seemingly no reason. It really accelerated during uh, the weeks leading up to the election and then basically all through the Christmas season. I mean, it was, uh, you know, by and large a nightmare uh, compared to how the platform had been operating in the past. And it gave people a lot of shock. You know, it wasn't necessarily a shock to us because we've been waiting for this to happen uh, for years and anticipating it. But uh, it was it was certainly a big deal, and it gave people the the uh, the flight you know type of fear where they they they're going to different platforms. It's already happening. Where big marketers, big spenders, big advertising budgets have uh, fled Facebook uh, because of this. Now the interesting thing is that so at least so far post Christmas, this is of course going to change. It always does throughout the year. Prices have incredibly dropped. And they've gone back to where, you know, they were almost in the first quarter last year. And, and so it, it was an, just an incredible turnaround from where we were, you know, even a few weeks ago in terms of what it was going to cost you to get results on this platform. So that's what I mean about really doing your due diligence and going in and auditing where you're getting your, uh, your attention now and where you can maybe find better opportunities uh, either on previous platforms that you've been on or on new ones. Um, so, the, you know, part of the reason that, you know, maybe some, some of the, uh, the price has dropped so far is because a lot of those advertisers did leave. I'm sure that's part of the reason. Uh, but, of course, it's not going to last. You know, that, that's the thing that I want everyone to, uh, to remember is that what we saw fourth quarter uh, on Facebook is just it's, it was a, a, a look into the crystal ball of what's going to come. And eventually you know, someday the day is going to come where it's 365 days out of the year. It's that expensive to be on Facebook and the small businesses are going to get priced out of that. And so that's why I think that you need to start taking uh, other avenues right now. You need to start building that bridge and you should have been doing that anyways, as we always talk about, you know, since day one, uh, when you're doing advertising, you always want to be leveraging your audience on something like a social media platform that you don't control and bringing that audience back to something that you do control a website, a mobile app, an email list, something that you actually own and can self-regulate and can self-control. Uh, and so, you know, th that's really the, the first A there, Miles, is that, you know, we really have to do a, a great job of auditing where we're spending our money and where we're able to get the best attention because it's rapidly changing right now, not only uh, across platforms, but in the platforms themselves. Did you, did you have anything to add to that? Oh, so much. That was only one A? <laughs> yeah, I've got, right. yeah, I've got a couple of points on, on, on a lot of that. Um, 
So I agree on on one of the points that you kept coming back to, and that is looking for um, you know cheap attention, finding ways where it's actually uh, for it to really be affordable for you to reach new audiences. And one way you can do that is looking at new platforms, up and coming social platforms. Um, that's just a, a free for all right now, and a lot of the big players haven't really gone to that and some of the larger more risk averse players won't be going to those kinds of platforms for a long time whereas small businesses um, being that we are so adaptable um, and that we can take on those kinds of risks um, and be a little bit more um, yeah to be a little bit more agile in our ways uh, that means that there's there's a lot of opportunity there for small businesses but I don't want to miss out on um, a related point, and that is on the major platforms using their newest tools. So the big platforms, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, they've all been pivoting pretty hard over the last couple of months and really over the last year, especially with the pandemic and people existing more in online spaces. Um, they've put out a lot of new tools. They've pushed forward a lot of betas that they weren't really planning on publishing until next year or 2022, um, or I guess that is next year now. Wow. Um, so uh, some tools for Facebook shopping, uh, different tools for business communications. There's a couple of other um, new things on Instagram, Instagram Reels. There's some updates to their SEO settings in Instagram. Um, when platforms like that put out a new tool, they want you to use it. They want people to use it. So they're going to prioritize you in the algorithms if you're using their newest, biggest, best thing. So for example, when Facebook came out with Facebook Live, they started prioritizing the hell out of people using Facebook Live. Now, they still love people doing live video and everything, but that's kind of the point, is they want their platform to work. They want people to stay on their platform and they want to retain that attention. That's where they make their money. So if you are on some of those big platforms and you're wanting to make the best bang for your buck, you're wanting to get the most attention out of those big platforms that you can, even though prices are going up and some of the big companies, big advertisers are getting on there, um, one of the ways you can do that is by staying on top of the new tools, the new releases, and trying to work those into your, uh, your content schedule, into your content marketing plan is that's where those platforms are really going to you know, give you a little bit extra. They're gonna give you a boost. You can make that tool work for you instead of against you. Yeah, great points, Miles. And, and, and I think I mentioned this on the show, uh, well, I guess two weeks, I keep wanting to say last week, uh, all the Fortune 500 companies right now are taking a hard look at TikTok, Snapchat, and, and a lot of them are putting their big dollars into these, you know, what I guess, Snapchat's not really an emerging platform anymore. It's pretty well established, but you know, into these into these lesser used, I guess, platforms. Uh, in the past, LinkedIn is another one of the B two B side of things. Uh, that you know, they're they're seeing ad dollar uh, ex expenditures explode. And one one final point we'll make, and then we'll move on to the second A here. Is uh, I did see this stat from Adweek that uh, sixty three percent of of respondents to a survey they did here at the end of the year of marketers and advertisers said that they expect their digital marketing and advertising budgets to increase uh, significantly in 2021. So despite economic uncertainty, there's going to be more money uh, coming, you know, coming into to these, uh, this uh, finite supply of, of social media space and social media uh, attention that you're able to grab. And so all the more reason why you need to have your plan in place, you need to go out and you do, the, you need to do that land grab now 
uh, you know, before your competitors do and before you're priced out, uh, basically, because each one of these platforms, as we if we describe many, many times, is just su simple supply and demand. You know, the more money that gets pumped into it, the higher the price goes. So I, I would be looking for prices to increase across all these platforms uh, in, in the coming year. And, and then another say, go ahead. platforms, if we can um, widen our, our view a little bit and not just look at social media, there are other technology platforms out there that qualify as digital marketing. Of course, mm -hmm. there's search. Of course, there's um, voice search. That's a new one that's going to be a big thing. I know we've talked about on this show. Um, we've talked briefly about podcasts. You know, I thought that that trend was going to start going down, people spending less money on, on podcasts, having less attention on podcasts. But from what I'm looking at over here, that trend is only going up this year from everyone that I can see predicting yeah. that kind of thing. Is podcast attention going up, podcast spending going up, more people advertising on podcasts. So, you know, make sure that you're not just boxing yourself into advertising on strictly social media. Digital advertising is a whole world unto itself. And by getting a little bit of create, a little bit creative, stepping outside of the box, stepping outside your comfort zone a little bit and finding some of those new avenues, you can really maximize your efforts. 100%. Okay. We better move on to the next day or we're going to, we're going to be here all day. Because we, we could certainly talk about attention for the whole show. Uh, okay. So a was the first attention or a golly. The first a was attention. The second one is automation. So miles, I know you're going to have something to add to this one. Uh, but my, my, my second a, uh, of something that small businesses should implement in the new year, uh, as soon as possible is increase their automation, uh, it, on, on a twofold basis, both internally and externally. So what I mean by that is, you know, there's probably ways that you could, uh, you know, internally make things easier for you to do. Uh, something like Zapier, you know, would be uh, an example of this. You know, if you're using uh, several different programs in your marketing scheme and, 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 and to know, and, you know, an email list and you're keeping track and your CRM of your customers and, you know, all of these different databases that you have, you need a way to tie all that together and automate it, or you're going to make yourself probably go crazy, uh, especially if you start really growing your business fast. And so there's tools like something like Zapier that you could use uh, internally in your business to just to make uh, tying all of this data uh, together and make things flow easier. And then on the external side of things, uh, you know, we've mentioned chatbots a lot of times on the show, but I think it's still one that is extremely underutilized by small businesses. And it's such a, a relatively easy automation uh, to put into your business, whether we're talking about on something like your Facebook advertising campaign or on your website or both. Uh, and it just automatically is going to increase conversion rates. You're going to be able to get better leads, you know, more qualified leads at a cheaper rate. I mean, there, there's, there's really no downside I can think about uh, to do it. It's inexpensive to do. You know, there's, there's really no barrier of entry here other than somebody understanding why they need to do it and how to execute it properly uh, to, in order to make their lives of their customers easier. And, that, and that's essentially what the customers get out of it is they also will, you know, appreciate it. Uh, and, and so, you know, th that's something uh, as a tactical thing that I would suggest everybody looks at as, as chatbots. But just from a, a big picture point of view, you know, just think about what can I do uh, from a, a technological standpoint or an automation standpoint in order to make it, things easier for my customer to do business with me. 
You know, I mean, Absolutely. if we're really just thinking simply, that's that's the simple answer that everybody should be asking when they have their meet their team meetings uh, and planning for the year is how can I make it easier for my customer to give me money? Because uh, there's a lot of ways to do that now that a lot of small business aren't aren't taking advantage of. Yeah, I'm a big proponent of automation, um, both internally and externally, like you've talked about. I know I've mentioned this before on the on the show. Um, I love automating systems in any way I possibly can. Hell, I, I used to work specifically on the automation team at Sprint and writing code for that. So um, big proponent of those kinds of things. And there's more accessible technology than ever to make things like that happen. You mentioned Zapier. That's one of just the easiest. It's just drag and drop automation. So you can set up something, for example, like a an email comes into a particular inbox with a particular structure or um, with a subject line. Maybe it's from your website. So someone submitted a contact form on your website. It goes to an email. It has a subject line. Zapier can see that and put that into your marketing software, which automatically signs them up for emails. And then you've got 10 emails already written and set up in the particular uh, structure that you like and have that sent out to them over the next couple of weeks. So you've already brought someone in into the fold and pulled them from the top of your sales funnel, probably somewhere down into the middle without lifting a finger. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things that you can do like that. Um, I, I think part of what we need to look at is really tying back to your first A, and that is auditing yourself. Um, data visualization is easier than ever for small businesses. Um, whether you're looking at your finances or your marketing efforts or moving products or inventory or something like that, the more data points that you can put into a system that allows you to see large trends, the better. Um, because especially in times like this, things move quickly. Um, mm -hmm. Things can be a little bit erratic. And so you might get stuck looking at today and just seeing this immense downward trend, you're panicking. But if you look at the long-term trend of something, you can see oh, this is just a blip. This is a fluke. It's probably caused by this. So seeing those types of, or being able to create that type of data visualization is of the utmost importance. And that means that you need a system in place to, one, collect your data points, whether that be sales or views on your video on Facebook or whatever it, whatever it is, inventory numbers, collect that, that information and then put it into a system that allows you to see long-term trends rather than just the day-to-day -day operations of your business. I think that's one of the things that a lot of people are really missing out on right now. Um, there's so many tools out there to make that easy, to make that accessible to people where it's not just I mean, I've been guilty myself of just making overly complicated spreadsheets with way too many calculations in there. And all of a sudden I lose track of where I am and there's this terrible monstrosity of a spreadsheet that doesn't make sense to anyone, let alone me. Um, but there really are some amazing data visualization tools out there available to us for free or low cost um, that allows us to start to see some of these trends and exist in such a fast moving um, and erratic world that we have right now. Hundred so percent. Yeah, that's going to be my point on on automation. Is we all have to be using it. There's some clear moves like chatbots. Of course, we should all be looking at that. Um, if you haven't started considering a chatbot in some capacity, then you really should start doing a little bit of research on it. But really, I'm I'm going to focus more on the internal stuff. Is there's so many tools out there. There's no reason for you to be doing as much work as you're doing right now. Um, there's bound to be some tools out there that allow you to automate some things that you're doing, whether you're looking at data visualization techniques or 
just desktop automations. Look at AutoHotKey, for example. It's an easy interface where you can automate desktop um, processes that you're just doing monotonous things all day, every day. Um, so start thinking, start thinking in terms of automation um, and realize that there's probably an, an easy way out there to automate some things that you're doing 100 times a day, every day, 365 days a year. Definitely. It, I, just maybe I just have the letter A on my mind right now, <laughs> but because you know, I, 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 I don't really think about this in, in terms of automation, but uh, I think apps, you know, are another critical component of, of this, you know, just thinking about the external way to make things. Make, I was just thinking about that question, you know, how to make it easier for your customer to give you money. And, and that's, I think, is another underutilized asset that a lot of small businesses aren't taking advantage of uh, in, you know, to be able to have your customer go into the app and, and easily, you know, do all the business functions that they would do in, inside your store or inside your full, you know, your, your regular website uh, is a huge, huge advantage because, you know, as we've talked about many, many times before, once you get that app on their phone, they're not going to go to your competitor's website anymore unless you piss them off. Uh, if they have everything right there that they need, that's where they're going to go for it. Uh, and so that, that's a huge win. And, you know, the costs have come down ex extreme uh, on, on what it takes in order to get a great app out there. And so it's certainly within the reach of a lot of small businesses and something that people should be thinking about for 2021. Yeah, I want to throw one more thing in here, and that is just take a hard left turn. I mean, as soon as I think of automation, probably a lot of people hear that word, they think of robots and flying cars and high tech solutions, um, which, by the way, when are we getting those flying cars? I've been waiting. <laughs> the um, the self-driving car is coming, according to the, VP, the former VP of Google, told me three years ago that in about five years, they would have them in major cities. So... That's terrifying. Well, um, <laughs> we're getting close. Um, so anyway, so I'm going to take that completely different direction and go very low tech because it doesn't have to be something crazy high tech like that. You know, we were having a conversation the other day with a client that um, we were just talking about um, an automatic appointment scheduler on the website. Yeah. Something very simple where normally when someone wants to schedule an appointment with this person, they send an email to that, this address. They've got to look through their email inbox. They've got to catch that email to begin with. There's always a possibility of missing something. Then they have to read through that. They have to figure out what, you know, what it is they're looking for, which product or service that they're interested in, direct them to the right person, check on that person's schedule. Then there's this back and forth and back and forth with emails and calls to get something set up between this potential customer and the right person in their company to have a meeting with them about the, that particular product or service. And every single communication and every single touch point that you have there is an opportunity to lose that client, either because you missed a communication or something takes too long, or in the meantime, they were also talking to your competitor that was a little bit faster, or there's a miscommunication. So as many points as we can cut down on there, um, the, the, the better. Um, so we were just talking to him about setting up an appointment scheduler on the website where uh, for example, if you go to our website right now, wildlandweb.com, and click on Schedule a Consult, it'll take you to a scheduler that looks at our calendar, looks at availabilities, automatically sets you up with the right person based on what you're interested in, 
and we don't have to do that back and forth and back and forth email call thing. Of course, we'll still engage with people who give us a call. Um, and this client will do the same. You got to leave uh, communications open. I'm not saying shut down everything there. But that's some uh, a low-tech form of automation where you're just cutting down on manual steps within a process. And that process is as simple as communicating with a new prospect. That's a great point, Miles. I'm really glad you, you threw that example in there because that is a prime example of what I mean about just an easy functional way for somebody to give you money and, and not stop and go think twice about it and go, well, maybe I need to go to the competitor because this is now a hassle. People don't want to jump through hoops. Okay. And so we need to eliminate that at all costs. And I, that that is i can't think of a better example than that one because we see it all the time and it blows my mind you know if if your business is based on somebody setting appointments with you make that the easiest possible thing that they could ever do you know and the longer that somebody that you wait before that time of they click on the ad or they visit the website and they say i'm interested i potentially want to give you money the longer you wait to get back to them to schedule that or even just have a phone call with them to you know to, to set up that meeting where they're going to give you money i mean literally every minute that goes by the chances of you closing that deal just drops significantly it, it is insane it, people wouldn't even, wouldn't even believe me you know it, it, it's an hour goes by it's like boom forget about it Two hours go by, you might as well not even call them back. I mean, and and it didn't used to be that way, but that is that's the world that we're in. People demand instant gratification. And if they don't, they're just gonna go find somebody who doesn't make them jump through a hoop. You know, and it's the it's the same thing on your on your offers. Uh, you know, God, I can't remember what it was the other day. Oh yeah. Okay. I won't say the name of the company because I like them. They're they're a good company. But they were they were running uh, a direct mail campaign uh, for coupons for $2 off. <laughs> and I don't think I've ever done business with this company and spent less than 50, usually more than 100, right? So, you know, they're basically giving me a 2% discount. Miles, if, I was, if we were sitting next to each other on the couch and I handed you a $5 bill, would you take it? Yes. If I put it in the middle of 6th Street at 5 o'clock, three hours or three miles away, would you go out in non-common traffic and get it? I'd send you out to go get it yourself. <laughs> right, put right, it in the middle right, of the street. Right. So, like, that's what we're doing when we send somebody a coupon for $2 off and we're like, come send me or come see me. It's like, no, I'm not going to go dodge traffic on 6th Street to pick up your $2 bill. <laughs> okay. Um so, so think about that, you know, both in what we're putting out and how we're bringing people in. Eliminate all those hoops that people are not going to jump through it. Uh, I actually had a small example of this just yesterday. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was out. I needed to go run an errand. I was at a stoplight. I remembered, oh, I need to call this guy. So I pull up his, uh, his email and his email signature, hoping I can just touch the button, you know, and then, you know, get, you know put the phone down before I start driving again. I can't call him. He doesn't have a touchable number, you know? And so then I had to stop what I was doing. I stopped driving, pull over in a parking lot, dial the number. I almost just said, forget about it. It didn't call him. You know? So, I mean, it's, it's just little tiny things like that um, are also what we're talking about in terms of automation. 
it, yeah, like Miles said, it's not fancy self-driving flying cars uh, that you have to implement into your business. That would be sweet. Uh, but it's just some of these little tiny changes that almost anybody could do uh, that'll make a really big difference in terms of the, the number of leads that you're able to bring in and the way that you're able to close those leads. Okay, I think we're done with automation. Shall we move on? A number three. Okay, number three is authentic. Uh, we've got to be authentic. And of course, this is uh, just, you know, talking about our messaging and our advertising. Uh, you know, we talk about this a lot, you know, bringing value to the customer, um, you know, which is anything that they deem as informative, educational, and entertaining. And ideally, it would be a mixture of all three. And we have to be real. You know, what's, what's the most popular form of television? It's reality TV, right? You know, people want to see what's going on. Uh, behind the scenes, so to speak. They want to see what's real in the business. So show it to them. You know, uh, faking it till you make it is not going to get you anywhere. Uh, you know, show you show the journey. Uh, it, and I think that that's something that a small, a small businesses, uh, you know, need to take a hard look at and need to find interesting ways in order to show who they really are. And, and they need to get out from behind these cliches. You know, we, we were doing a, uh, a creative discovery meeting with a client the other day. And, you know, at, at the start of these things, you know, you always get the same kind of cliche answers. You know, when you ask, you know, that why question, why does somebody do business with you? Why should somebody do business with you over your competitor? Oh, well, you know, we're experienced and, you know, we've been here since 1932, you know, and, you know, whatever else it is. Uh, and that doesn't mean anything to anybody, you know, but once you uncover that, hey, no, like we have specific people on our team who have this qualification and this type of experience and this story and this background, then that's a whole story that you need to bring out because it's real and it shows, you know, the, the truth behind the, the message that you're trying to get across that you are more experienced and better than your competitor, but you can't just say that. You know, the old, the old, uh, the old saying that telling isn't selling is 100% correct. You know, we, that's why the car dealer wants it to get you to test drive the car, right? They don't want to sit there in the showroom and tell you how fast that Camaro is. They want to get you out an I-70 and let you put the foot down to the floor and you can feel it for yourself. So same thing. Uh, and I think that's really an, an, uh, an area that almost every small business could do a deep dive on and really do a much better job of bringing out the real story of who they are and, you know, if you're brand new and you're just starting out, like I said, don't try to fake it till you make it. Show the journey of how, you know, how you're starting out and how you're building yourself and, and your community and what you're doing that you think is better uh, than what was out there before. Because that was obviously your inspiration to start the new company. So, Miles, what do you have on that, on that authentic? Well, funny enough, I think I'll have to go back and check here, but I think that you're touching on a point that I made in our first or second show ever is coming back to this point of authenticity um, as in the world of the internet pre or post COVID doesn't really matter um, though. This may have accelerated things a little bit. Um, people have gotten really good at sniffing out the fakes yeah. um, in the early days of the internet people would send 10 grand to a nigerian prince because he asked nicely <laughs> on aol.com um i did that no, i was kidding <laughs> i'm not surprised I'm not surprised mike um <laughs> so 
people have gotten very good at sniffing out the fakes. Um, and it's not just looking at, at con jobs like that. But um, if you're putting out something that's not real, if you are speaking in meaningless vagaries and platitudes like you were talking about, um, then people are going to see that. It's going to come out very easily. So uh, possibly one of the best things that you can do in your content production, in your marketing, and in your business as a whole is to some, somehow find a way to represent yourself in the most real way possible. Mm -hmm. um, to put out real stories from customers. Uh, to put out your real strengths, not just say we're the best in town, uh, we've been here since 1932, whatever it is, find something that is truly unique about you, find something that is truly valuable about yourself and just be real about it. Um, you see this happening in a, a number of different ways. I've seen some businesses getting a little bit personal with it. Um, some businesses and friends of mine that own businesses here start putting out personal stories. Uh, they put out pictures of their pets and things that they do for, for fun on the side. It's not necessarily directly related to the business, but it really tells a personal story about them or an employee or uh, a favorite customer of theirs. And they go into that personal side of things, which really serves a single purpose. And that is to increase that authenticity. It says, hey, look, I'm a real person. I'm not just a business. Mm -hmm. I'm not just a logo and I'm not just a product or a service. I'm a real person and here's who I am. Uh, you can do that by engaging with your customers. User-generated content is one of the biggest trends in digital marketing that we've seen jumping up from nowhere and all of a sudden is just jumping straight to the top of, of digital marketing strategies. That can be um, something like influencer marketing. That's probably one of the easiest or not one of the easiest, one of the uh, most direct ways of doing something like that, but it could be something more like, you know, sharing a nice review that you got from a customer. Um, it could be maybe you do a little bit of a, a promotional thing and say, hey, everyone, send me a picture of you using our product and I'll pick one of you and give you a, a discount or a free something. Um, that type of user generated content or content genuinely created by people who have interacted with your business and submitted of their own free will can give you that for that that look of authenticity can prove to your audience that look i'm real i'm authentic um, and that's one of the most valuable things that you can do in a world of in a world of fakes i mean this mm -hmm. is the 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 online world is full of fake stuff. It's full of scams. It's full of people pretending to be what they're not. If you can stand out and really be real and really be you, uh, there, there's there's not enough money in the world to to value that. Yeah, great points, Miles. Yeah, there's no hiding anymore. You know, I mean, you know, that's that's one thing about the you know the internet. You know, love love it or hate it, is that it, it's exposed everything in all of us. You know, and there's there's literally no hiding anymore, uh, and so you might as well be upfront with it. You know that that goes for the good, bad, and the ugly, because you know when you are upfront, especially with the bad and the ugly, that builds trust, and and that's that's an an, an amazing thing, you know, for you to be able to that kind of equity for you to be able to build with your audience and be able to build with your core customers, and you just made me think of actually what what came out of that that client. Uh, creative discovery meeting we had the other day was uh, 
after some after doing some digging, you know, and getting the cliches out of the way, the, the client actually gave us some really, really good stuff. And he told us a story about how, you know, there have been times where, uh, you know, they have, they have a, you know, a five-year warranty. I won't say what, you know, what type of business it is, but they have a five-year warranty on their work. And there have been times that the five-year warranty had gone past and people had an issue and it had been because of work that had happened with their company, you know, that they hadn't had done the best job that they possibly could have done and that the business was willing to go and admit that and go back and fix it, even though they didn't have to do it for the client. And I told the client, I said, that's the story that I want on camera to tell everybody because that's the, that's the real, you know, and, and that is going to build trust. That's going to build honesty and integrity with your, with your end consumer. And so, you know, don't think about uh, everything that happens uh, in your business as a negative has got to be swept under the rug because for one, people are going to find out about it anyways. And for two, if you are, you know, if you handle it the right way, it could actually be a strength and not a weakness. Uh, okay. Yeah, but things happen. It's the best, uh, it's the best of us that make the best of bad situations. hundred percent. Yeah. And I tell you what, what would have happened, you know, if they hadn't have gone back and taken care of that customer, as we all know, that would have been a negative review. That would have been, you know, four posts on three different social media platforms, you know, talking smack on them that would have been seen by thousands of people that would have turned them off from their brand. And so you're, you're not going to win by trying to sweep bad things under the rug. Uh, but there you have it. There's the AAA. Uh, so if, if you get in the ditch with your small business in 2021, remember to call AAA, find the underpriced attention, automate your business internally and externally and be authentic. Uh, there you go. And I guess just maybe one caveat there on the automation, because I know some people think that when they hear automation, they think, oh, well, that's going to put uh, just robots, you know, between me and my customer. That's, that's not, not necessarily true. Uh, and in a lot of times it can actually get a human to your customer sooner. Uh, but, you know, really what, what this is all about with external automation is just giving the customer control because that's what they want anyways, you know? So, so give them a way to schedule it without ever having to talk to a human if they want and give them a way to talk to a human immediately to schedule an appointment or a time to come see you if that's what they want, you know, but you got to give them the choices uh, and you got to eliminate the hoops for them to jump through. Okay. Wow. That well, was some, let's stop. That was some good stuff. Are we ready to talk about Facebook and Apple now? <laughs> I want to and take then, one minute. Then, do we have some questions floating out there? Yeah, I've got, I, okay. I want to take one minute and step back and just for anyone jumping in here, um, this is Ask Wildman. It is a live Q&A period that we here at Wildman Web Solutions put on every week. We're live streaming to our Facebook channel and YouTube. Why do I always say that? Facebook page and YouTube channel. One of these days, I'm going to say that right first time. Live streaming to our Facebook page and YouTube channel every Wednesday at 11 to answer your questions about technology, marketing, business, or anything else you want to ask us about. So if you have any questions or you like what we're saying here, you have a comment, throw your questions in the comments below. Or if you're catching this later, you're not watching us live, email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com. I do have that address scrolling below me here so you can grab it. Um, 
and yeah, if you think that this value, this information is valuable, um, if you think that we're putting out good stuff that's helpful for you, your business, and you want to share it with some other businesses, uh, then please like or share this video. Help us to reach some more people, answer some more questions, and uh, hopefully just get some more information out there because God knows small businesses need it right now. So that's what we're here for, uh, here to answer your questions and hopefully be a resource to... Uh, to our community here, to our small business community in and outside of Lawrence. Uh, so yeah, give us a like, give us a share if you like what we're doing. Um, or please just uh, give us a comment, say hi, ask a question. But yes, let's move on to that juicy story. Okay. Uh, so there's been a couple of updates. Um, Apple has changed a few policies. It's impacting how Facebook advertising is working and what information Facebook can access for Apple users. Am I correct there? Yes, that is pretty much the gist of it. Um, we've been getting a lot of questions about this uh, since the announcement was made. Were we on the air when that happened? Or maybe it was right before. I, th I believe, I believe it, was, it was two weeks ago, I think, today, uh, that, they, that, that the announcement uh, went out. And then, yeah, just <laughs> every, everything's been, uh, been in an uproar since then. Uh, we'll... I guess we'll we'll fine tune this conversation to our audience and try to make it uh, business owner friendly and not nerdy marketing advertising talk wonky because this can get pretty nerdy pretty quick. Uh, but I, we, we've been getting a lot of like I said a lot of questions from concerned clients and, and everybody else. And here's the bottom line: is nobody really knows right now what's going to happen. Uh, I, I've read things from experts in quotes, you know, from running the gamut of this means absolutely nothing and 0% is going to change to digital marketing, as we know, it is completely over. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, and literally everything in between. So yeah, the gist of it is, is that Apple's made some privacy changes, which have, have always been there. But basically what they're doing is they're putting it at the forefront. And so people will now get, I, get an actual notification that says, will you like to, would you like to basically opt in uh, to, you know, to block tracking and block third party cookies from accessing your data on, on your, uh, your Apple device. So what that means in the world of advertising specifically and, and Facebook was the first one to really come out against this, but it's really going to affect you know, all platforms that uh, use any kind of third-party data, which is, is pretty much all of them at this point. Uh, and what that would mean is that if you're using something like a Pixel, which if you're running an advertising campaign, whether you, you realize it or not, you know, somebody's doing the advertising campaign for you, you may not even know what a Pixel is, but you're hopefully using it. You're probably using it. And what we do with those Pixels are we basically, we track the users of the people who engage with the ad, who see the ad, who visit the website, what they do on that website, you know, what they click, what they purchase, what they don't purchase, et cetera, et cetera. And it's a way that we are able to optimize campaigns. And so it's a way that we're able to basically make campaigns work better, uh, lower costs, and get a higher return on ad spend by getting better conversions at a lower rate. Uh, it also is a way for us to get all kinds of data on who our customers are, uh, you know, how we're able to, uh, uh, to, you know, find creative copy and things like that to talk to them, what they're interested in. I mean, literally, it runs the gamut on what we can find out about people 
uh, if we're able to have this data. So my take is on it is this. Uh, worst case scenario is we're not going to be able to have access to, to uh, pixel data anymore. To me, it's not the end of the world, though. I mean, certainly it's going to make things more difficult, uh, but it's not going to make things impossible. And we can still set up, you know, ways to do tracking. You know, we can we can track things old school. Uh, it's not going to allow us to get, you know, kind of the in-depth analytics on the demographics and things like that, uh, like we were once able to do. But it, it's not certainly not the end of digital advertising. And, you know, it's certainly not... Uh, you know, something that would make me uh, completely, you know, make something like Facebook uh, irrelevant. Uh, quite the contrary, uh, and I'll explain that here in a minute. Uh, so, you know, unfortunately, I don't have a, a clear-cut answer of what's going to happen. You know, this is all just guesswork. We're going to have to wait and see and see what comes down the pipe. But from what I can tell, you know, given the worst-case scenario at this point, is that you know, people who are smart advertisers who are savvy who understand a lot more than just how to run a Facebook ad about advertising are still going to be able to get results. So it's going to be harder. You know, you may not be able to do it yourself anymore. The agency that you hire may not be able to get results anymore. Uh, but this, this whole game of marketing and advertising has always been about evolving. It's always been about adapting. I mean, what we talked about at the start of the show is that we've been in, we're currently in, and we're going to be in, the greatest transitional period <laughs> in terms of economics and technology and, and literally life, uh, perhaps that we've ever been in since the industrial revolution. So this should not come as a surprise to, to, to many of us, uh, if we've been paying attention, you know, this has always been about, uh, staying ahead of the game and anticipating the game to change. And so things are going to get more difficult and things are probably going to get, you know, more expensive in the sense that you're going to have to probably pay an expert that actually knows what the hell they're doing uh, in order to get better results. But again, you know, if, you, if, you've, if you've been a, a fan or a follower of Wildman Web Solutions, this is what we've been talking about for years, that, you know, the golden age of, of social media marketing and advertising, especially on Facebook, is going away. It's, it's going to go away. Uh, but that that doesn't mean that it's ending. It's just shifting. It's just changing. It's just transitioning into something a little bit different. And so that's our job is to stay ahead of those changes, stay ahead of those trends, and to be out in front of it. And so that's what we're trying to do. Uh, that's why I've been telling you to find new underpriced attention and not rely on what you've been doing. That's the biggest mistake you can make in your business. Is what you know we started out the show talking about, uh, and it's extremely true for. Reasons like this, you know, the, to me, this is not any different than uh, whenever it was 2012, 2014, I forget, uh, where Facebook did the big algorithm change and all of a sudden you had to pay to see posts being seen, you know, I mean, you know, every, all the chicken littles were screaming that that was also the end of Facebook uh, advertising. And to me, the three, four year years after that were probably the peak of Facebook advertising uh, and maybe the greatest advertising period in the history of mankind. So, uh, you know, new, new challenges are going to present themselves, but with new challenges, new opportunities are going to present themselves as well. And, and, you know, that really applies itself not only to this specific conversation between Apple and Facebook, but also in terms of this entire transitional period 
that we're going through. You know, the people who are able to adopt or adapt and, and adopt quickly and efficiently are going to be the ones that make a lot of money because in any transitional period and any kind of economic downturn, these opportunities arise and they are serious, serious opportunities to do a land grab uh, and, and to really, uh, you know, position yourself for success in the future. So as much as we have to you know, look at this as a challenge and something that we have to overcome potentially, uh, I'm also equally greeting it as an opportunity. Uh, and so to tie this back a little bit with the first A that we talked about at the beginning of the show of attention, you know, I think that this could be an opportunity uh, because I think part of the reason why we've seen such a decline on Facebook's ad costs over the last few weeks. Now we always see a decline like this in January. January is always the cheapest, uh, you know, and we always see the big retailers go off after Christmas, et cetera, et cetera. But I also think that like, well, like we talked about at the beginning of the show, we're also seeing a flight from some of these major platforms uh, because of the issues that happened in fourth quarter and because of some of the issues that are, are you know, going to be happening here uh, probably in second quarter is when this is probably going to come down the pipe. And so there's a lot of <laughs> advertisers and marketers that are peeing down their leg right now because they don't know what to do about this upcoming change. And so they're just going to leave the platform altogether and they're going to go spend money on Pinterest or wherever uh, and forget about Facebook. And so that's going to arise opportunities. And there's going to be underpriced attention in certain sectors, even on a big behemoth platform like Facebook. I'm seeing it right now as I have Facebook ads open on one of my screens. Uh, there's opportunities out there for folks to make a lot of money. So, you know, that, that's my position on it at the moment. Uh, we will certainly be giving, you know, I don't, maybe not weekly, but uh, at least the routine updates on this situation as things progress. Uh, but right now, Miles, that, that's my take on it. And that's what I've been telling all of our clients or anybody who's asking. Yeah, well, I think that this one is, this is one event in a series of events that you kind of hinted at here that we're going to be seeing some fairly significant changes um, mm -hmm. or having some fairly significant updates one way or the other for the major um, digital marketing platforms in the next couple of months, certainly within the year. Um, you know, this is this is just one and i think we can look yep. at them all fairly similarly and that is that we've got a couple of really big players that have a lot of control over the market and over our ability as marketers to contribute and interact with that market so depending on how they decide to play together um or maybe not um and you know where certain laws are going to play into this and how uh, new legislation is going to limit some of these things will dictate how we interact with this and what information we have access to and one of the more interesting articles i read on this recently was a likening some of these updates to what we're currently seeing seeing in the streaming world where there are certain contracts between different companies and different streaming providers, but you have to go to Netflix for this particular show and you have to go to Hulu for this particular brand of stuff. And then you've got all of your Marvel stuff over on Disney, except for a couple of select ones because Deadpool has some colorful language that they don't want on Disney Plus or whatever the sort of agreements are, but you have to go to one platform or the other for access to different information. And we could be seeing sort of a divestment that way where some of these big players currently 
they have access to everything and they're all working together. And so us as digital marketers, we go into that into that sandbox and we just have access to all the information in the world. And it could be that we just have to get a little bit smarter, um, allocate our resources in a little bit more of a strategic way so that we have access to the proper information for particular types of campaigns. Um, but it's definitely going to shift the ground underneath us, which ties back into exactly what you were just saying there. Um, I know I was saying this earlier in this show and last week, and that is one of the big advantages that we have as small businesses over the big major corporations is that we are able to be agile. We can make changes quickly. Um, those big guys, they're just, they, they move slowly. And so we may actually be at somewhat of an advantage to these um, when it comes to these changes, because we can adapt quickly. We can pivot our entire marketing strategy tomorrow from what it is today, if need be. Whereas, you know, Coca-Cola, not going to be able to do that. Definitely not going to do that. Um, so I think that, that that may actually be a little bit of an advantage for us moving forward. And as we see some of these major changes coming down the line here in the next couple of months. Um, but I also think that it harps on one, uh, it comes back to one point that we have been harping on over the last couple of months. And that is the difference between rental land and owned land. Um, mm -hmm. In the digital space, you had mentioned you want to use that space on, say, Facebook or Instagram or other social media platforms. That's just that's just land that you're renting. You don't control it. They can change the rules tomorrow and completely upend your entire audience and how you're able to reach them, what it's going to cost, what information you have available to you. And changes like this can completely change your entire strategy and your ability to interact with that space that you you thought you owned. That's just mm -hmm. rental land, places that uh, space that you own. That's your own website. That's your email list or really contact list. If you've got more information than that, ideally you've got real information on these people, not just a pile of emails. Um, that is your uh, possibly your mobile app if you have something out there. Um, anything that you can do to fully control that, maybe use these tools, uh, definitely use these tools. Don't, don't jump off of social media anytime soon. I'm definitely not advising that, but understand what it is, use it, and then pull all of that attention back to something that you own and you control. Yeah. I think that's the lesson that we really have to learn here. Uh, because no matter what, you know, this this big shift is not going to be the last. And as far as we can tell, it's only going to be the first of several seismic shifts that we're going to see in 2021. 100%. The only thing constant is change. There we go. That And that is our advantage. That is our, our strength as small businesses. So we can do it, everyone. All right, I think we're gonna wrap it up with that. We've been on for about an hour. So um, if you guys have any other questions or you want us to dive into some of this stuff uh, a little bit more next week, go ahead and email us at askwildman at wildmanweb.com um, and, and we will grab on your questions next week. Next Wednesday at 11, we'll be live here again on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. I did it. <laughs> All right, Mike, any closing thoughts for the good people? No, just uh, remember the triple A's if you get stuck in the ditch. And uh, I, I guess let me let me add two more A's to that since we did we did talk about those quite a bit, you know. And that's uh, audit and analyze. You know, now as I'm as I'm sure we're all doing, this is a great time to do a deep dive audit on what you've been doing, uh, shake loose those ideas that what you've done in the past is what's going to work in the future. 
and analyze uh, what's going to be the best path for success in 2021. Other than that, everybody have a, a happy, healthy, and a prosperous week, and I hope to see you next week on the show. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right. That is it, everyone. We will see you next week. Remember, now is the time for change. Uh, so like Mike said, look at what you're doing and, and really start thinking about something new. And we are here to answer your questions um, when you do decide to do that. So check back here uh, next Wednesday at 11 for more Ask Wildman. Feel free to email us your questions um, and uh, we will see you then. Have a good week. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.